And we're here on the KM Podcast. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Michael here at DetroitLions.com as we talk Lions football. Panic in Lion Town. Hello, Michael. Well, I'm not sure about panic, but do I think that the Lions are not on solid ground like they were just two days ago? Do you? No, I don't think they are. Just because of the way they're playing. You just can't give away games to teams you're supposed to beat. Well, this is the question we're going to talk about in this uh, this uh, podcast, and also we're going to go forward. Are they really um, letting down from the beginning of the year, or are they are they where they are talent wise? We j- were we just overestimating how good they can be because of a record, and not because of actual looking at the team. Because if you ask me, this is a nine and four talent team. That's nine and four. Right. I, I don't even know if they're nine and four talent. They might be a, a eight and eight and five talent team that's nine and four. So I think they're playing to their talent. Now we can sit here and discuss are there games like yesterday they should have won based on their talent, but then there are games they should have lost based on their talent. So I'm, well, it seems like it all evens out to me. Well, it may all even out, but I'll, I'll, but there's another game there too that's going to bug me probably till eternity. And that's the loss on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, that, that to me it was just that just was a signal to me that something went off and said, "Wait a minute, something's not working right here." When you lose to a team you're favored to beat by eight or nine points, talking about the uh, Green Bay Packers, who are really have come alive a little bit, but you, you lose that game when you're playing a game that you're you know that you that you developed in, in uh, when was it, 1935. That's your game, and to play that poorly on national TV, tongues wagging after that, that just to me was a, a, just right. a bad All signal. Right. All right. Okay, For the now, sake of this podcast, down. you got to let that go. And that I was two weeks down. ago. you got to let that go. All right. I should have. You, you you you're going to be talking about this the next Thanksgiving. you got to let that go. Kenny, don't you realize something? I'm Irish Catholic. I, just, I don't let anything go. I'm about to say, you gotta, we got to get over that. That was a bad performance, <laughs> but you got to go. But I'm agree with you. These division games count as two to me, and they've lost two of them. They only lost one division game all of last year. So they've, they've already. Now they're two and two. Yeah, yeah and, and if, if they win the two Minnesota games, they're still only four and two, which means they're one worse than last year. Now, is the division a little better than last year? Maybe, maybe not. I think Minnesota was better last year. Chicago was worse. And Green Bay was right where they're at now, basically. So you should have – well, I guess it's hard to, to win all six of them. But I just expect that Green Bay game, I agree, is a that's a big miss. And I had yesterday's loss as a loss at the beginning of the season. You know, I picked them Friday barely, and I should have – my gut instinct told me not to, but I did. I had it at the beginning of the season because this is a Jared Goff L.A. game. And I told you, L.A. Goff was going to show up, and he did. And I'm, I didn't expect anything different because it was outside in December and just too much wind for his for his arm. I'm sorry, it's just too much wind for his arm. I thought Jared Goff was extremely bad. See, I'm not jumping off that Jared Goff is the worst thing that ever happened to football bandwagon, but it was against – when I saw him with those gloves on, I just knew he had either psyched himself out or he just wasn't going to play. And his arm is not strong enough – for some of these games, and that was just one of them that me that he he just physically it just it, was, it just wasn't a good matchup physically yesterday for him. 
Did you think that way when he completed eight straight passes? Eight yeah, passes I told you before the okay. before that game. I told you before the season started. I didn't think okay. he's an outside December NFC North quarterback. But he did win the Green Bay game last year, the last game. So there are times he can do it. But I just, for some reason, Mike, that game. I mean, you you can go back and check the podcast beginning. Of the year. I had that game circled as a loss the whole year, and I just thought it was going to be a, a tough game for him, and it was. And and. I don't know if his, his arm has gotten weaker over the years, Mike, but, Mike, Mike, he was fluttering balls yesterday, and he was just off. It was one he threw at the beginning of the game to St. Brown. It was a crossing pattern, and it was behind him. You lead St. Brown, it's a, it's a big game, and he's just he was just that little bit off, and then he started getting hit, and then he turned in L.A. off. That's really a nice way to put it, but anyway, let's move on. I know you're not going to say that about him. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem taking that on me personally because I, I, I only see – you know how I feel. And like I said, he's not the worst thing, but I just think that when he – you got to call it out when you got to call it out. And when he's not playing good, he's yeah. not playing good. And he's he's had, what, 10 turnovers now in the last three games or whatever. That's, you, that's not winning football. No, it's not. No, it's not. Who said it is? Nobody, but I, you can't. I'm, the okay. unforced turnovers are the ones that burk me, like the the center uh, change exchange. That that that's the basic play of football. You practice that every day. How do you not exchange the ball from the center? Now I don't know whose fault it was. It looked like it was a clean snap, but maybe there was a, a gremlin under or something. But nevertheless, especially after what had just happened to play before, you cannot turn that ball over like that. No, I agree with that. Uh, I'm not sure whose fault it is. Usually those are not the fault of the quarterback, but you never know. That's, yeah. uh, that's just the way it is. And for yesterday's game, I'm going to talk about it quickly because we got to get on the, the new game. That series of plays was the ball game, and I'm going to tell you why. You Which had a third and 12. About? It was in the quarter, third quarter. Third and 12, and Justin Fields is flushed back. He was sacked. And threw a pass, which should have been intentional grounding, which it wasn't. But if you look at the rule book, because they claim if you're if you get if you get hit and throwing the ball, that can that's not you can't you can't intentionally ground it. But he was hit before he threw the ball. He was going down after he had been hit, and he throws the ball and he hit the lineman in the back of the leg. That's intentional grounding. I don't care all day, every day. I looked at the rule book last night. It specifically says if you hit him. And then he throws the ball, you can call grounded. And that's what it was. Now, whatever they want to call is fine. That play right there takes like a fourth and 18, fourth and 28 or whatever, whatever it would have been, 21, whatever, to fourth and 13. Fourth and 13 comes. They're not going to snap the ball. They're not going to snap the ball. The play clock's down to 10. You can see it. Aiden jumps off sides, give him a free play, and they just go for the, for the home run strike, hit it. That was fourth and 13, yeah. I said fourth and 13, right. Okay, yeah, now you're down seven or six. I think they missed the extra point. They were down six. He, uh, he, uh, yeah, what is that misses block can be a miss too. He just it didn't go through. You get the ball back. You gotta get some offense going to at least keep your defense off, if not less score. And you get that fumble snap. They score. That's the ball game. That's the ball game. Those I thought four I plays thought are the ball game. Right. I thought the pivotal play of the game was the 4th and 13. I thought that was the most important play of that game. Yeah. Like I said, those three plays that were pretty much in a row, you know, in, in sequence of playing, were the, that was the ball game right there, that one, two-minute um, stretch of time in that 
varied window changed the game from a 13-13, which it shouldn't have been 13 We're going to get to Patterson missing these extra points in a minute, too. But um, it should have been 14 13. Yeah. And on top of that, if you got a field goal kicker and you can't expect him to kick a 50 yarder outside, then why do you have him? Because they went for fourth down from the 35 in the first quarter after Gibbs missed a sure touchdown from golf. So you got to give golf credit for making that play because that was a touchdown. Gibbs just dropped it. And then the next play, they go for it on fourth down. He throws interception, which is like a punt. So there's nothing about that. But my point being, if your field goal kicker, you're not confident enough in your field goal kicker to to kick that ball and get some points on the board, it's ten nothing at the time. Then what do you got him out there for? Well, maybe the answer to that is why they haven't. Is that anybody else who's available right now is worse? I mean, they certainly try out a lot of guys. They I would say that, Mike, if he can make his extra on. points, but he's not making his extra points. So there's got to be somebody out there that can well, at least do that. That's the second extra point that. he's missed like that. He missed it on Thanksgiving. Watch let me know when it's my turn. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, no, the, 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 I, I think that there was. The, I think there was a, a an, ex, an issue on the on the on the snap snap to the holder because that didn't come back clean, cleanly, and you could see Jack Fox trying to get it straightened up. I, I and, and he ended up pulling it wide left. I think that I think there was a I think there was an issue there with the snap and hold. I'm not I'm not absolving the kicker entirely, but I don't think it was all his fault. I'm going to do one of yours. Let's move on because I don't even want to get into kick, kick, kick responsibility instruction with you today because there's too much more going on. But nevertheless, if you can't, if you're kicker, you can't depend on a kicker for 35 yards from your 35 yard line to kick three. Then why you got him on the team? If if why, why you take a kicker, just take a punter and let him kick the extra point. If you're not going to use your kicker and it's too many times this year, he's gone for it on fourth and just take the three points and move on. Take the three points or at least try for the three points and move on. Those points will add up later on in the game, and he excused those so he can um, go for touchdowns and keep drives alive, which I understand sometimes, but you, you, you're going to hurt yourself. And yesterday was one of those games I think it hurt him. Those are three points you could have took. That would have been 10-3 game. Then when you got your other touchdown, that would have been 10-10. Then you would have had 17-10 after the last you know score before the half. So, Did you have any issues? Go ahead, just keep talking. No, go ahead. Did that have an issue what? <laughs> Did you have any issue with them on that challenge? No, because I saw it too, and I wasn't sure he caught it. They never got a good view of it because it was like right. hemmed on his bicep, and it could have hit the ground because it was, it, was, it was not in his hand. It was in his bicep. I don't have a problem. I never have a problem with that. And what I saw him do was they rushed to the line real quick, so he, he said, okay, they, they're trying to get to this ball quick, so I'll throw it because – if they're trying to rush the play, maybe they didn't think he caught it. So I don't have a problem. You know, I'm not Stony, who's been yelling about that for two days, about some damn play that didn't even matter. You know, I'm, I'm, Who are you talking about? Mike Stone's been yelling about that play all day. You know, okay, fine. He called a timeout uh, when he didn't. Big deal. Let's move on. As much stuff as well in that game, we're worried about a damn challenge. Come on. What are we doing, people? I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about the way it went down. It was, it was a meaningless thing. They didn't need the time at the end of the game. It was a meaningless play. Well, I don't have a problem with it. Turned, yeah, it, it turned out to be meaningless. It could have meant something if, if, if they'd have won the challenge. Right. So the next time it does hurt them, then, we, you know, then it becomes an issue. But until then, I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, they were running to the line, which told probably told – Campbell, that they weren't sure they, they caught it. Sure, Let's they get it. Sure yeah, you right. take a chance. That's what a challenge is. A challenge is not a, a definite. That's why they called it a challenge. 
<laughs> you know, if, if, hey, if, if you got every one of them, we call it a definite. I'll throw my definite flag. I'm throwing a challenge flag. So, well, I'm sure I'm certainly glad we were able to work Mike Stone into our. Into our I never talk about Stone. I, you know, I love Stoney, but Jesus, Stoney, come on. So anyway, back to the story. <laughs> um, another disappointment. And Chicago, everybody says they're good. He, uh, the coach, says they're good. I think they're getting better. They're getting really better, do. but they, they're, that's they're unacceptable. Down. You got to go in, and especially when you, you, you go in at halftime with the oh. lead. You go in at halftime with the lead. You get the yeah. ball coming out, and again, this third right. quarter, get the ball out of halftime, taboo is going. Uh, I know we love him, I and mean, I say we as a fi- Lions, uh, you know, fan base, but Ben Johnson's got to start taking a little heat, too. Uh, it's just easy. why do you why, and why do you say that now? I, I think his play calling is a little too predictable now. They're they're not throwing outside now. Teams are clogging that middle. He comes out. He runs on first down. If he doesn't get five or he passes on first down, he runs on second, which leaves you. He tries to be. He tries to get third and manageables. But sometimes you just gotta open it up and and just go. And sometimes you might have to pass three times run. Sometimes you might have to run three times run. I just think he's. And he's a young coordinator too. Everybody, you know, yeah, you remember he's only been calling plays like a year, and he's only, you know, because Campbell was calling oh. plays, and he took over for Campbell. Um, I want to say the middle of Campbell's first year, toward the end. Yeah, he's been and, calling plays for two and a half years. No, now. he has not, Mike. He has not. This is his second full year calling plays. He didn't call plays well, Campbell's first year. Halfway through the season. Uh, toward the uh, end, not halfway, toward the end. Okay, so he's had like one full year calling plays. This is into a – he's still young at the game, and I think that it shows at times. I mean, I know everybody wants to, you know, make him the greatest assistant since sliced bread, but he, he's he got to take a little responsibility for this offense too and some of these halftime – these come out of halftimes, which has been a season-long problem now, and they're not producing third quarters. And – He's got to take the blame for it. You get the flowers, then you got to take the you know the thorns too. The thorns. <laughs> I like that one, Kenny. Finally came up with a good one. Thank you. So you know, just something he's work. He's got to work on. I thought defensively they kind of pushed the Lions around to make them do what the Bears wanted them to do yesterday. I don't know why they don't stretch the field enough on some of these games, and or you know, I'm not talking about just throw it deep to JMO, just. It just looks like, Mike, they're throwing in a confined area. They're not using the outside. And I think the win and whatever with golf yesterday, he didn't – I don't know if he was confident over it or not, but he wasn't trying to – you know, Stafford, you had to defend every blade of grass. You don't have to do that with golf. Yeah, I thought – you know, one of the things – talking about that, one of the things that was strange to me is that, that Jamison Williams had, had two, two plays – a running would turn into a running play for four yards, and then the one streak down the left sideline for nothing, incomplete. I thought he would. I thought I thought they would use him more than that. I thought he was coming along more than that. That surprised me. Yeah, and I don't think coming along is the word for it. I just think again, this is Ben Johnson. He has a certain way he wants to do things, and he's not expanding his package. And these coordinators, these D coordinators, they got film now, and they're checking out. You're going to have to do some things differently, and. I think this is again part of his learning process. That's why I'm saying he's young at the game, man. And and he, you know, last year that I'm gonna tell you, for all you people out there talking about last year they were better, blah blah blah. Last year the team was one and six or whatever, and teams were not 
taking them as a contender until they got back in it toward the end. So throw last year out. This is the hunted. These people, these guys are the hunted now. Teams are coming at them with respect. They're coming at them with they're a good team. We're, we got to do something with them. So they're playing the Lions differently than last year. They respect these guys now. They're not an if team now. They are a team. So you got to respond to their response to you. And that's what I think the, as a young team they're learning to do now, Mike. Well, I don't disagree with that part of it, but I also think, and I, I've thought about this, I could make a case that they were playing better ball at this stage of last season than they are right now. Yeah, because they had nothing to lose. That's my point. I, mean, I agree no, with I they were playing better. That. I mean, look, I don't know about it. doesn't matter why, Kenny. It's, well, it does matter why in a minute because no, now you have to – now you no, not, Yes, it does because now, no, now you have something on the line. You're playing for something that's tangible and – some some players get bigger during that time. Some players shrink during that time. This is how you find out how young players are. And I think what you're getting out of this year playing it will be more valuable to you going forward than what you got out of them last year. Well, what if you make a roster spot based on what you did last year and then you start your career? You think that's pretty important? Think people, do you think players, coaches, uh, general managers, and all that don't look at every single play? Every single play they look at. So all of those mean something to those people who are trying to make a career or if they're a good player trying to advance, yeah, whatever it is. Right. So the, the book is being written on you as we speak. That's what I'm saying. You're going to see some players shrink and some players grow. That's my point. But now yeah, but, that the – don't say it's – but don't say they're meaningless because they're not. I didn't never say they're meaningless. I said it's That's a different thing. No, I said it's different this year because you, the, you, there are expectations for you this year. There are expectations for you right now. You know, last year at one and six, there were no expectations for that team. They were just trying to get better. But they weren't one and six at this stage of the season. They were they were a team that was. No, I said until the end when they got back in the playoff. It really after Thanksgiving, and after that when they got back to almost five hundred. I think they got back to five hundred. That's when they became okay. They're going for a playoff spot now. But the climb was so much, Mike. During that climb, they were just playing with house money because everybody thought they were a scrub team. Then when they got to a point, then they were playing for playoffs. But that was that was probably about right now in the season last year. You know, two games after Thanksgiving. What remember they lost Thanksgiving, and I don't think they got back to five hundred until toward the end. The last two games of the season, they finished and they ended up nine and eight. Right. So that's that's what I'm saying. This year they were hunted from the beginning, man. So it's a whole different vibe where teams are treating them, and they have to learn. I, I'm, t- I'm going to go back to this again. Mike Irvin said this himself early in the year. Go find it on first take or wherever he said it. He said, this team reminds me of the 91 Dallas team. We were a year away. We're learning some stuff about ourselves. We're not ready to compete for the world, for the championship yet, but we're the young team a year away. He said, they, he reminds me so, this Detroit team reminds me so much of the 91 Dallas team. And it's coming out that same way. If you remember that Dallas team barely made the playoffs and they lost to the Lions in that, in that, um, in that playoff game. But the next year is when they made the big jump and they start becoming the Cowboys of the 90s. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of seeing that right now because I remember that Cowboy team lost some games at the end of the year too. Mike, remember because Aitman got hurt and they had Burline playing. It, it was a whole different vibe. But they were a young, up-and-coming team. And that's what this team is here. I, this is one of those things where I can't totally disagree and I can't totally agree with you, but I think it is a theory and I think it bears weight. It really does. I think, Mike, listen, I think Michael Irvin is really a sharp guy. He might, 
He may be a nutbag, but he knows football. But no, he, he knows what he he's knows football. He knows. he knows football. He's got a feel for it. He's got a sense for it. And he loves and, the game. And he loves the you game. You cannot exactly. take that away from him. He loves the game. Now, we, the Lions lose 9-4. and four. After last night's fiasco at uh, Dallas and Philly, the top three teams in the division now, well, the top two because one's a wild card, are 10-3. and three. You got three 10 and three teams. One of them's a wild card, and then the Lions are at nine and four. Still one game back from the best record with four games left. I'm asking you right now, Mike. What are the Lions playing for? Are they playing just to win the division, or are they still going for this top record? They got four games left. What should they be going for, and what are they going for? Do you think? Uh, two things. Well, what they are going for and what they should be going for to me are the same thing, and that is to win as many games as you can because you don't want somebody sneaking up from behind you. And if you stumble and they get and they get past you, like say they're eleven and eleven and six, and you you end up with ten wins. So no, put the pedal down and keep keep winning games until until it's time to go to the playoffs. If you make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I looked at this uh, playoff formula sheet. The Lions are 99% to make the playoffs. So, basically, they don't have the X yet. But the way teams are losing each week and they're playing each other, the wild card, they're already a wild card team. Just, just face it. Um, it's just – unless everything – I looked at the thing. There's only one way it could happen where they don't get the wild card. And it's like such a odds of this happening that's not happening. So, for the assumption point of going forward – Go ahead. Kenny, you can stop right now. I don't care about the, about the wild card. I want a home game. I want them to play at Ford Field. That's what I want. I was going to get to that after and I finished my, my soliloquy. I was going to say, uh, you know they what? got the wild card pretty much sold up, so they don't have to worry about that now. They can go forward and just worry about winning the division. They, anyway? they want to win as many games as they can. Well, put it like this. When you go get a prize, you want the ultimate prize, but you don't want to walk home empty-handed. So they know now they're not going home empty-handed. They're going to be in the playoffs, basically. Like I said, I want I want a home playoff game for the Detroit Lions. I think the players, organization, and the fans more than anybody. The fans deserve to see that team come running out of the tunnel in a, in a playoff game. That's what they need. Mike, it's, it's time. Everybody's saying that. Nobody's arguing that point. That, that we don't have to say that. We can just take. We can just say ditto from this week forward with that. Everybody agrees to that. Okay, there's no sense even talking about that. That's that's common sense. Everybody agrees to that. Listen, but listen, getting I, to I, that I, point now is where the where listen, the questions come in. Listen, I let you vent all you want. Just give me a minute once in a while, okay? I give you a minute, man. I okay, you a minute. can you do that? I give you a minute. It wasn't a minute. I give you a minute. Interrupting at forty-five. I give you a minute. If you gotta have it, I give it to you. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean that, Kenny. I'm, I'm dead serious. I agree. That. Everybody, I agree with you. That. I agree with you. Not only do the fans okay. deserve it. The players deserve it. You, for the start you had, you deserve to finish the job. Now, to get to that point, you got a Denver team that if you to play after the game, after they got 70 scored on it, would have been much easier. Now you're going to have to do some work. And this is Dan Campbell's uh, mentor's homecoming to him and Aaron Glenn's homecoming with, with, you know, with the coach. And it's just going to be a whole bunch of stuff going on. But at least the game is at Ford Field and on national TV we should give the Lions a spark. Yeah, just like Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, but I don't even think the Lions – I'll tell you right now, that was a weird week, and I don't even think there was a spark to be had coming off the Chicago game. It was just a weird thing that happened, and I agree with you. If you don't take it seriously, yeah, it, it could happen to you. But 
again, Denver's coming from across the country too on a short week to play yeah, on a Saturday. One day. Uh, one day. It doesn't matter, man. I'm just saying. He's, they're changing time zones. They're coming in here. And I'm just saying a lot of – you have a lot of advantages playing this game here. Sure you do. So let's get it together. Now, things that I did like yesterday that I think will carry forward. I still think they ran the ball decently. I think it was more than decently. 66 yards and 10 carries for one of them, 66 and 11 for the other. That's that's more than decent. That's good. Yeah, but in the second half, they kind of with those three three and outs. They didn't run good in those three series. That's why I'm saying decently and then give them a, a full body check on that because when it was time to run in those three series, they did not run good. Well, there's a lot of luck. I'm just saying. That's why I didn't give them a – they ran good. I said they ran decently. Um, Jared Goff's performance was abysmal, so I mean, I'm just going to pass on him. I just, like I said, get better. And Thank you. I'm just going to pass. I'm not, I'm not one of those sit here and holler. I'm not ready to well, put you, Hendon Hooker in the game and like I've been hearing and all this other idiotic stuff. He's the quarterback going forward. Like He's like that girlfriend you had that wasn't real attractive. Learn to live with her. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> that's what we're going to do, all right? We're going to learn to live with her. <laughs> so <Muggle this> man. <laughs> so we let that go. <laughs> learn to live with her. Uh, the defense to me, Mike, I'm telling you, I don't think it played that bad yesterday. Maybe I'm crazy yeah. and maybe I didn't see some things. Uh, Tracy Walker got the booski, but I don't think they played that bad. No, I don't think they played that bad, but it, it really it, it all came unraveled there in the fourth quarter. It was it was still a game. It was, what, 19-13, something like that, and they scored twice. I think it was a touchdown and a field goal and just extends, extends the lead and, and probably makes it work or look worse than it really was, but it wasn't good. Well, when you're fumbling a snap and you got it on the 20, I, I can't expect the defense. What are you going to do with that? Hold it. Hold it. But, but it, it didn't start good. They got a 10 nothing lead, and it didn't finish good. He both at both ends of it, the 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 Bears uh, played the Lions. Both ends of that, and then third, the third quarter speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. you a little harder than I am, but I I'll go for that. Um, offensive line is going to be a problem until Ragnar gets back. I see because Glasgow is not the center Ragnar is, and I like Glasgow's effort this year. He's had yeoman work, but I, it was man. I thought he was at the uh, at the Walmart yesterday on, on one of those um, carts getting skated around yesterday. Uh, it didn't look good. Tripping penalties and everything else. Like I said, he's all you got, but he you can see the difference now when Frank Ragnow comes out of there. Well, yeah, Frank is one of the you know top two or three centers in the in the league. He really he might be the Lions' best player. I mean, a lot of people think that now. The the the, the toe injury's done something to him. But he is a tremendous football player. Yeah, so I, as soon as we get him back to better, um, the rotating guard situation when Glasgow is a center is a problem and it's going to be a problem. And against stronger defensive teams, which are going to be playing some coming up, you're just going to have to work around it. It's nothing else you can do unless Big V comes off the IR, which you don't think he is again. But other than that, you got the uh, Ashwokas and the – you know, Corby Soares deals. You got to deal with them. That's just what. That's just the way it's going to have to be. Well, look at there's a lot of how many teams in the National Football League are playing with their original eleven. No, that's the Age of the season. That's yeah, true. it's the way it is. Now, no football. It's a tough game. I don't understand why Bruce Irvin was not active during the game yesterday. I have no knowledge <laughs> of that. I don't understand why 
Boswana did not come up from the practice squad or get elevated to the roster. Um, Bugs played yesterday, and um, Anzarike played yesterday, and even um, Martin got a few snaps, and he got six snaps in. So Broderick got some more time in, and he didn't look too – I mean, for six snaps, he didn't, do, he didn't do too bad. But I'm just saying – they made the decision not to bring those two and make them active. I thought Kaminsky emerged yesterday from whatever he has been in the last eight or nine weeks. I thought this was his best game of the year. So there were some bright spots I saw on the defense. I think with Irvin, though, there was an issue, an injury issue, what I heard, something had happened in practice. I haven't talked to anybody about that, but that's what I've heard. Okay. Well, I hope they get that straight for next week because uh, you're going to need this, this Saturday. You're going to need some more pressure on um, – on the quarterback from Denver, you're gonna need some pressure on Mister Mister Showmanship himself, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Mister Showmanship, I was gonna say, you know, Mister. He just, uh, I, I'm not a big okay. fan of Russell Wilson. I'm not a big fan yep. of Russell Wilson. Okay. So anyway, we'll just let that go. But um, it's gonna be an interesting game. They got four games left. They need to take each one as a as a win. And they got. I tell you a disturbing stat for you, Mike. Check this out. Of all the teams in NFC. North, which team holds their own destiny in their hands? Uh, probably the Vikings. The Vikings and Detroit. If, yeah, if Detroit wins game. them all, they hold their own destiny. If the Vikings went out, they win the division, no matter what else happens. Yeah. So two teams hold their all hold their own destiny in their hands. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are four games you got to do, so. All right, Mike, uh, so that's it. Any other closing thoughts on the Detroit Lions or the panic that's going on now? Should teams, should everybody relax and let it go or what? I'm not going to relax until I see the Detroit Lions at Ford Field in week 19, okay? That's when I'll relax. All right. Well, we'll come back uh, Friday with our game prediction from the Denver Broncos coming in, the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos, Sean Payton, mentor against Dan Campbell, mentee, one of those games. I always like games like that, so it'll be an interesting week. All right, that's Michael here at DetroitLions.com. Ken Brown from WGR Radio. Alex alone on this afternoon, 4.30 p.m. on Monday. Check him out on WGR 760. Until Friday, Michael here. We will see you later, okay?